us up. I want the win. You know the score. We up again. You had to lead it. We cut it thin. Then we ran it up. Had to dig deeper thin. I don't play when it's game time. I won't let you come and take mine. The fruits of my labor gon' taste fine. Don't care what you heard from the grapevine. I zone out, then you gonna lose. There's really nothing you can do. Not at all. I get it, jumping kangaroos. They serve you up like barbecue. I always win. No, that ain't news. I put in work. I pay my dues. I swim with sharks. You try to cruise. That's why you can never fit in my shoes. The whole thing, not a piece of the pie. I'm gonna ball for the whole game. I don't ever get tired. When it's next time, you can see me putting work in till my team leaves. I'll be right there when they need me. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. I hope you're enjoying the whole NBA playoff situation. For the first time in a decade, LeBron James and Steph Curry will not be in the finals as far as one of those guys. So you got to tip your head off to LeBron James and Steph Curry. For the last decade, one of those two guys were actually in the NBA finals. A lot to do with it as far as with LeBron James himself. But hey, for the first time, we won't see LeBron James in the NBA finals actually making the postseason. So that's kind of crazy. And for the Laker fans out there, I'm enjoying this right now. You know, for you guys to lose and all that, even though y'all thought you was the better team, y'all just disrespected the Phoenix Suns. They deserve it. You got to tip your head off to D-Book and company. The Phoenix Suns, they proved to be the second seed all year long. They deserve that series. Even though AD was hurt, I'm not sure why y'all decided to play AD in game five. I'm sorry, game six. But that just showed you right there that he wasn't even healthy with a groin injury. But I'm not going to get, I'm not going to dive deep into that whole situation. The Phoenix Suns deserve it. Moving on now. And before we kind of get into uh, this whole episode with the first game of the Nets and the Bucks, if you're new to this channel, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and smash that like button and hit that bell notification. Every time I drop a new video, you will get a notification to your phones or to your laptops. And I appreciate all the love for the ones that have been watching and tuning in. I can't thank you all enough. And we're on every single streaming platform out there. Every single one. Literally. So you can catch us on any of the airways. If you can't catch us on YouTube or IGTV, we're on every single streaming platform out there you can think of. And before we kind of get into game one with the Bucks and the Nets, we have some breaking news for you. Minnesota Timberwolves' Michael Beasley um, turned himself in. Uh, as of yesterday, I believe, he was charged on two accounts. One for a, uh, I guess he had a weapon and in a drug possession. Uh, that happened sometime recently in the, in the last six months or eight months, whatever it may be. And he plead guilty to one of those charges. So the DA in Minnesota decided to drop the uh, the drug charge. And now he's going to be doing 120 days in jail. So that's about, what, four months? Four months he'd be doing it. So he will not be watching the NBA playoffs, you know, from his own comfort of his own home or where he may be at. He's going to be watching that in a jail cell. And if I was anybody in jail, my God, imagine you over here hooping. Inside a jail cell, and you think like, oh, I'm I'm the guy. Michael Beasley just walks in. I'm pretty sure you're probably gonna shit your pants, right? <laughs> I mean, I just hope the guy learns from his lesson. He's going through a lot of things, and then, like I said, I don't, I don't dive deep into people's personal lives outside of the court. Um, but you gotta do your time, man. Even if you're an NBA player, the law, you're not above the law at all. So, enough about that. Let's just go ahead and dive into this whole second round, Bucks and Nets. This is one we've been actually dying to see. We wanted to see the Bucks and the Nets face off. And to me, I thought it was going to be a great game one. Then James Harden gets hurt. Like, 
as you can see right here, like James Harden was going to the basket at what forty seconds into the game or so, less than a minute goes into the is going towards the basket, and literally pulls his right hamstring. Well, he felt something on his right hamstring, and then immediately he was pulled from the game. And from my knowledge, from what I heard during the game, um, I can't, I'm not sure if I can confirm it, uh, that he actually left the arena and went to go to a local hospital to do an MRI on his hamstring. So uh, prayers up for James Harden. You know, for any great player out there, you know, we don't we don't wish on you know, players' downfalls as far as injuries. Um, so I hope he gets better. You know, without James Harden, you know, it's it sucks to watch. You know. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets without the full force as far as the big three. Um, but they got KD and they got Kyrie Irving, who pretty much put damage um, as far as points production. Uh, both of them didn't really shoot that well in game one. Uh, the others kind of came and beat them. So I'll go ahead and break that down for you. And the crazy thing about this, this this might go six, seven games. Don't get it twisted. For, for the people out there who are rooting for the Bucks to fail or or, or or rooting for the Nets to win, to get to the NBA Finals, this is going to be a six-game, seven-game slate. Okay, and the reason why I believe it to be that way, you can't allow the Nets to have people in the shadows to basically beat you. And what I mean by that is that you can't have a guy who they just basically, the Nets just signed, you know, some cat from overseas, Mike James, right, to be your savior. I mean, not, not in a sense the savior for the Nets, but he came in and pretty much saved him from game one. And what I mean by that, he was out there being aggressive. He was um, playmaking. He was taking tough shots. Like, he was dictating pace at certain points in the game. Like, you can't allow that to happen for a guy who doesn't really have any experience in the playoffs at all. I mean, this is his first appearance ever, right? A guy that doesn't have a resume. but he, I mean, he has skill. Don't get me wrong. But, like, for him, you have Drew Holiday in the game that's guarding you, or you have Middleton that's in the game that's guarding you, or you have uh, 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 Jeff Teague in the game that's guarding you. You can't allow these situations to predict um, and pan out for, for the Bucks because it's just not going to work out long term. And I think that... You know, they're going to change up the game going into game two. All they have to do is just win one game in, in, in Brooklyn. That's all they got to really do. So even people were like, oh, my God, it's a blowout. I mean, they, they only lost by, what, less than 10 points. It was 115 to, like, 107, I believe. Uh, even though most of the game was lopsided in the second half, you have to understand that Milwaukee's job is to steal one game. Their job is not to basically sweep the Nets. That's not going to happen, right? And the Brooklyn Nets know that the Bucks are so good enough that they can win at least one game in, you know, in Brooklyn, that they have to protect their home. So people are already going on Twitter. You know, I already hear chats on Reddit that, oh, it's over. Yeah, yeah, it's over. Well, if that's the case then, right, Kyrie shot terrible. I think he shot, what, like 6-4 or 12 for like 26 or something like that. Uh, he, he shot terrible. KD shot terrible. Even though KD, I can look at the stats right now. KD gave you 29 points out of 40 minutes. Okay. Um, he had 10 rebounds, which is pretty pretty good for a guy that doesn't really rebound that well as far as being in the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and if you look at Kyrie, Kyrie played 45 minutes and he had 25 points. That is terrible. He played almost, he played three minutes shy from a full game. There's 48 minutes in the game. He played 45 minutes of it. So he hardly even rest in the game. 
that's how much of not desperation, but they know that they they cannot sit one of those guys for long term because James Harden is not in the game. What killed Milwaukee in a sense is Mike James, who played thirty minutes, and he played reasonably. He played thirty minutes because James Harden was gone. He gave you twelve points, three assists, seven rebounds for a point guard and an undersized point guard at at, at that. So that is right there is a killer. And if you look at Joe Harris, you can't allow a guy to just scorch you from the perimeter. He had 19 points. And I think he had like three threes, I believe, or so. You can't allow that. You can't allow these other guys. Like, if you have, if KD and Kyrie go off, we know that's going to happen. Even though they had bad games, even though they had a bad shooting night, those guys are being, they're just attacking. The ball movement was great in game one as far as in the Brooklyn Nets. The way they're passing the ball, finding the next open person was great. You cannot allow Joe Harris, Blake Griffin, Mike James to be the others to kill you. And I get it if you had others from the Milwaukee Bucks to do the same, but they didn't show up either. And to speak about Blake Griffin, I tip my hat off. People were sleeping on BG. Thought BG was washed. You know, like, I was like, hey, you know the guy didn't play good in Detroit as far as this season? Remember when he first came to Detroit? He had career numbers in Detroit. Career numbers. So to even see that Blake Griffin is giving you 18 points and 14 rebounds, I mean, that that right there is just a, is the underlinement. That's right there. That, that's what causes you to lose a game. And to speak about the, the Milwaukee Bucks itself, Giannis, who they're pretty much packing the paint, did not really allow him to drive. I mean, in the first half, they're just killing the Nets inside. They're attacking from all different angles. Then obviously the Nets figured out what to do second half and took that away from the Bucks. And then Bucks became nothing but like a perimeter shooting team. And Giannis had 34 points and 11 boards. That's great. LeBron, I mean, as far as uh, Giannis, he can get his numbers the ugly way or the great way. What I mean by that is that he can score when he wants. If it's, if it's a tough night, he'll give you ugly numbers, meaning that He's forcing up a lot of uh, shots. His, his efficiency level is pretty terrible. But he'll give you 30 points or so, whatever it is. But he'll give, he'll give you other stats. Like, he'll give you rebounds, blocks, stuff like that. What kills you as far as Milwaukee is when the Chris Middleton, who I believe, and I've been saying this even last year in the bubble, even when Giannis got hurt against the Celtics, right, and then he left. Was it against, no, against the Miami Heat in, in, in game one when he got hurt. Middleton is the factor, and he proved himself throughout the last couple of years that he is a guy. This team goes as far as Chris Middleton goes. No disrespect to Giannis. If Middleton's having a poor night, that puts so much pressure on Giannis to be um, like impeccable, right? And not just Giannis. Everybody else has to come through as well, right? But you can't have slumps from uh, Chris Middleton in your bench. Brian Forbes who pretty much outscored Jimmy Butler in the first round, right? Outscored him. He had like I think like 90 plus points in the first in the first round combined. He gives you 5 points on 22 minutes in the game. 5 points. Okay, that's terrible. And the guy was shooting the ball like he was Steph Curry, like he had the ultimate green light to do so. And I get it. He was busting these guys in the first round, but that's a different series, right? If you're not making your shots, you got to either be more creative or you got to go to the basket, mix it up a little bit. But I know you're a three-point specialist. And I know that's your that's your DNA to so shoot the ball from the perimeter. 
but if you're not if you're, if it's not going down for you, you got to figure out other ways to be effective, right? Another guy is Pat Cummington. You play 20 minutes, you give what three points? That's terrible. Bobby Portis played 17 minutes to be the backup center or power forward behind Giannis or Brooke Lopez gives you six points, even though he gives effort. You have Jeff Teague who played 14 minutes, 14 lousy minutes, and gives you two points. That's terrible, right? And if you look at uh, P.J. Tucker, who I don't expect him to be, you know, lavish and, and, and sexy as far as giving you points and all that, his job, his calling card is to do whatever he can to be the Jay Crowder of the Lakers and Sun Series as far as being a pest and being in your skin, right? Being a defensive stopper, right? That's what they brought P.J. Tucker in because they know that they need, you know, a guy to contain a – Jason Tatum, in a sense, or, or or Kevin Durant, in a sense, or even if they go to the NBA Finals and we're projecting to play against the Lakers or the Clippers, you know, pre-season or pre uh, of the season to guard Kawhi or Paul George, Peter Tucker, it was you know, he's a guy that you can throw at those bodies. And Peter Tucker played 28 minutes and give you seven points. Okay, I don't knock that because I don't expect him to be your catalyst to carry you. But Chris Middleton, yes. Chris Middleton, you're that guy. Chris Middleton, you had played terrible. I think he was like six for twenty-three, I believe, from the from the field goal. And then I think you missed a couple of free throws that were pretty much crucial in the fourth quarter. So Chris Middleton, to me, in my opinion, will have a better game too. Chris Middleton, as far as the Bucks, how far they want to go in the series and how deep they want to go in the series, if they want to have a chance to even pass the series and go into the Eastern Conference Finals. Chris Middleton would have to be your guy that you would have to put hit your team on his shoulders. Giannis is going to get his points. I don't think BG can guard him. And I don't think Claxton can guard him. All right. Even if Jeff Green comes back, he ain't guarding him. All right. And even KD ain't guarding him either. So you don't have nobody on the Brooklyn Nets that has an answer. Even though PG played good against Blake Griffin, Giannis only had Giannis had 34 points. And he dominated on the defensive side as well. Even though he didn't really guard uh, PG, that was more of Brooke Lopez's job, who's out there in the perimeter trying to flash out or hedge out to uh, PG. So we'll see what happens in game two. I really expect, I mean, to me, I really believe the Bucks have a chance to steal game two. You understand, game one was like a field kind of game for Milwaukee. All right, They sat the longest. As far as, you know, because uh, 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 they swept the heat, right? It just gone, right? So they had five, six days off, basically. And, yeah, that plays a, that plays a role into, you know, having some uh, uh, stuff that you have to shut off as far as getting back into shape, game shape, stuff like that, be competitive. Yeah, that does play a part of it. So we'll see what happens in game two. And I expect Chris Middleton to be the guy to come out, the, out of the woodwork immediately. Like, come out there, start scorching, start getting his buckets, being more aggressive, post up. You gotta understand, Middleton's gonna be guarded most likely by Kyrie, in a sense, all right? Or Drew Holiday. I'm sorry, not, not, I'm sorry, not Drew Holiday. Uh, Kyrie's gonna be guarding either Middleton or Drew Holiday when they come to switches. Middleton will scorch Joe Harris. If Mike James is starting in game two because James Harden can't come back, Kyrie's gonna be guarding Middleton. There's no guy, Joe Harris can't guard him. And Mike, Mike, Mike James can't guard him. So it depends what the Nets want to do, who they want to start. In my opinion, that's what's going to happen. I think Mike James will be the starter for game two. Giannis, keep doing your thing. 
I think you played a good game. You did everything you can. But this, this the game was pretty much gone from you in the third, late third quarter going to the fourth quarter. You had guys missing shots, and I get it. It happens. But game two is going to be different. And then in the Nets, whoo, if those guys catch on fire and they're playing really good as far as efficiency and shooting up shots like KD and Kyrie, it's going to be a tough game for those guys in, in, in Milwaukee as far as trying to keep up. But being a defensive factor, I think they have a shot. Blake Griffin can't give you 18 uh, points in, in, in 14 rebounds. He that, that can happen. Rebounds, whatever, but like – Scoring-wise, he can't give you four three-pointers in the corners. He can't do that. Right? He can't be dunking on your team like that. That can't happen. So you got to eliminate that. You got to take away the Joe Harris situation. You know, you can't allow him to be out there just roaming around, getting open shots up and stuff like that. So you take away those two factors, including Mike James, yeah, you have a shot, right? Let KD and Kyrie do their thing because there's no one player on the Bucks that can stop those guys. They can get their buckets at, at any cost, even though they both were in slumps in game one. So there's a lot to see what's going to happen in, in game two. And we'll be back. So when game two, you know, whatever happens in game two, I'll be back with that. But so we'll see. Until then, man, I hope y'all enjoyed your time. It was great having you on the show. And I got a lot of stuff to dive into. And I appreciate the love. Anytime y'all tune in, I really enjoy it. So if you have any comments, y'all can reach. Y'all can hit me up, man. At any time. If you're new to the channel, like I said, if y'all been watching until this point, go ahead and subscribe. And go ahead and join the gang on this podcast. Appreciate the love. Y'all stay safe out there. Peace.